1: Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick
2: Strong. And you're listening to Going In Raw, baby.
3: Hey, guys.
1: This is Charlotte. And you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds, that sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that?
2: Hey friend old Steve here and Larson and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found be sure to hit that subscribe button a little the notify bell next to it make sure you're always getting your new going in raw notifications we are also available on the patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson we have a variety of reward tiers over there we're coming down to the end of the month Larson which means you gotta get your twenty dollar pledge mm-hmm. in ASAP mm-hmm. if you want the Frendo Care Package. Get a mm-hmm. comic book, some stickers, a poster, and a postcard, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good value. You get your uh, video question on Matt Chat if you want it every Sunday. Yeah, um, it's it's a good deal. We also at five dollars have uh, bonus content. Yeah, including every weekday. That's right. Today we've got Ask Stephen Larson, the award-winning. Oh man. Critically acclaimed, high box office numbers. None of those things are true. Yeah, man. You also get access to all the bonus content if you click that join button on YouTube. Uh, and uh, yeah, you get access. It's uh, five dollars a month, and you get access to all that bonus stuff. And if you watch the show live, you can use all those custom emotes. Yeah, got a new one. Me wearing a hat. Hat, Steve. It's a whole new aspect of my character. It's honestly just when I don't. It's just
4: bad hair day, Steve. That's all it is.
2: I don't feel like doing my hair, or if my hair ain't doing what I wanted to do. I put it under a hat. There you I go. I don't think that's terribly uncommon. That's that. Anyway, speaking of that's that, another going in raw view in going can, in yeah. watch party, I want in to say can, yeah, thanks to everybody for uh for joining us for that. It's always fun when we get to relive classic the wrestling moments with uh the friendos. Mm-hmm. Uh so of course, we're here to do going in raw view Raw Aftermania 2002. Larson, how do we choose this one?
4: Uh democracy yeah. up for a
2: vote right ten dollar and up patrons we give them three options is it a democracy when the people who are voting have to pay to get, to get the privilege to vote well i guess it was like when america was first founded you had to be a landowner <laughs> to vote exactly so no not really there
4: you go yeah. <laughs> um so we put up to a vote
2: yeah uh, and, uh, this one, one with the uh, pluralality, you know, by today, this was tied. Oh yeah. With 2003, but 2013, I'm sorry with 2013, but we had already prepared and advertised that this is one of you're going to want. Yeah. This was leading the vast majority of the time. Yes. I just woke up this morning. I checked it. It was like, okay, well. This is a tie. The other one didn't, like, get past it. It was yeah. very close to this in 2013. Yeah. Oddly enough, I was very surprised. I thought for sure that uh, the Raw After Mania 14, 1998, yeah. would have, like, run away with it. But yeah. no. Like, people I remember weren't. that one being pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: Especially at the end, uh, they had that cage match with... Uh... With the uh, Funk and Foley against New Age Outlaws and the New Age Outlaws officially joined DX. That was good Close stuff. the show Remember that.
2: This was an interesting time for the WWF. Yeah. It was uh, the, the, the brand split, the brand extension, the brand draft. Was just about to happen. Was on Nye, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so it was announced during this episode. In highly dramatic fashion by Linda McMahon. Oh my goodness. They couldn't have come up with a more dramatic way to announce the brand draft. We'll get to that in a little bit. And her
4: sitting in her office Mm -hmm. with the program to WrestleMania 18 on (laughs) her desk, as well as the latest issue of WB
2: Magazine. And a bunch of items from Things Remembered.
4: And like a really generic uh, piece of art. Oh, my God, yeah. In the background. It was very much early 90s office, but it was not actually (laughs) early 90s. It was 2002.
2: Right. Uh, So, of course, the big story of the time was this was the Raw After Mania 18 Rock versus Hogan, icon mm-hmm. v. Icon, mm-hmm. uh, where Rock proved that he is true icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, unexpected. And that wasn't quite
4: sitting quite right with Hogan because he thinks he's the icon of icons.
2: He thought for sure he was gonna be, come out of that icon of icons.
4: Yeah, but he had to kind of begrudgingly accept the fact that he wasn't icon.
2: According to the Wrestling Observer at the time, uh, Meltzer said that uh, the front office was actually pretty surprised about hulk hogan uh getting the uh getting that face pop that he did i don't have the exact quotes right here but uh but yeah they're they were pretty surprised about that they didn't think that was going to happen um let's see here let's see if i can grab some some salient quotes yes please here uh that's not it uh, do, 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 do. Uh, I don't Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, about other stuff What happened with Triple H and, and Jericho there?
4: Oh Triple H beat Jericho
2: <laughs> That's right The yeah. storyline
4: was that Stephanie was uh, 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 Jericho's business associate mm-hmm. Although I think Jericho initially pitched the idea That uh, they were having an affair That didn't work Right I think Triple H has something to the effect of Why would my wife have an affair with you
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah Anyways Um, Oh, so, yeah, this was also happening at the time, too. Uh, The the Austin stuff. Uh, So, according to a wrestling newsletter, the biggest backstage story of the weekend actually involves Steve Austin, who, unhappy with the direction of his character, flew home from TV Monday and did not appear on Raw or SmackDown tapings Tuesday night. The belief is that he seriously changed the planned booking strategy for his match with Scott Hall, perhaps even changing the finish of the match. The idea was to have Vince McMahon interfere in some way, perhaps causing Austin to lose and also necessitating the board of directors' decision to split the company in two, an announcement made on Raw the following evening with no explanation, really. Austin, apparently not wanting to continue his feud with Hall in any way, refused to go along with the plans and scripted an entirely new match, which saw him pin Hall clean after two stunners and end the feud. As a result, Vince didn't even make a single appearance at WrestleMania, which made Linda's announcement on Raw seem confusing and devoid of reason. Um, so
4: I guess the idea was Vince would get involved in Austin's match And the board would say enough with all this Yeah With your meddling ways Vince Yeah At least as it relates to Raw I guess apparently though since the, the way it was broken down by Linda it was, it, was, it was Ric Flair He would be in charge of Raw Vince in charge of Smackdown So I guess Vince can meddle all he wants But since uh, Vince is the one who created Monday Night Raw Who birthed it mm-hmm. um, It would be uh, an insult Yeah uh, To him to just give him Smackdown Yeah
2: Uh, so this regarding Hogan, most in the WWF have been conditioned to think that fans don't want to see old guys, a belief that has been shattered for many with Hogan coming in and overshadowing everyone the way he has. What everyone needs to understand is that Hogan is getting the nostalgia reaction everyone should have expected for his first two days as a WWF babyface since 93. In the short term, yes, he's going to be larger than life, but this same thing happened to him many times in WCW. And after a few weeks, the ratings and reaction pretty much returned to normal. The reaction to Hogan this week does not signal the end of the world, and it should probably be seen as a positive since it will likely boost business short term. Um,
4: It boosted business, at least in Vince's mind, because month later they put the undisputed title on Hogan.
2: Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, It was a really, really fantastic crowd there in Montreal. It was
4: very enthusiastic, and then they dumped all over it with a garbage ending to the main event.
2: That was a really bad ending. That crowd really deserved leg drop one, two, three. Or at least something, something definitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyways, uh, it kicked off with the man of the hour, Hollywood Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. in full NWO regalia. Yeah. Uh, So he came down and this was a very long. Yes. This was an extended
4: opening segment. This was, you know, people complain in like 2011, 2012, well, 2014, 2013 that uh, every episode of Raw would open up with 20 minutes of talking. Well, that wasn't something that was just uh, in 2012, 2013, 2014. This goes all the way back for years um so Hogan comes down the ring massive pop of course night after WrestleMania 18 where uh the crowd pretty much turned him face yeah um and so he finally gets a chance to talk after letting the crowd uh chant Hogan cheer for him uh he was really you could tell he was like the happiest he'd ever been
2: I I don't even think it's funny because like Hogan in my mind always thinks that he should be champion yeah um he should always be at the top of WWE even when he's like far away from it yeah uh he it he really he really this this seemed and Hogan I don't think really is all that great at not wearing his emotions on his sleeves like he doesn't have a good poker face Mm-mm. he seemed genuinely surprised yes. at the reaction that no, he, he got he did he seemed genuinely for lack of a
4: better word moved by it
2: yeah he did
4: um, so he he starts talking he said he expected his match with the Rock to be the best ever in his estimation they delivered best match ever according to him. Um, but he said he also he expected the end of his nwo brothers to respect his wishes and not get involved
2: he wanted to prove that he is the man the
4: icon he wanted to prove that he was the only true icon of wb uh he said even apparently even after he ran over the rock with a semi-truck mm-hmm. hit him with a boot and a leg drop and pinned him uh the rock kept coming back and uh, uh he he uh says rock you were the better man you had the DC to beat me in the middle of the ring, which is pretty much the only way you can really win a match. Yeah, um, unless it's false can anywhere. But yeah, this match wasn't that true. Um, and uh, they shook hands afterwards, um, and then the Rock comes down to a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. There are some Rocky chants, but also there are some Rocky sucks chants.
2: So remember not to cut you off. Remember when we were talking during the watch party about Hogan getting a victory over Rock at some point? Yeah, he actually did pin Rock clean. The week prior to Mania, yeah, that's what
4: you reference here, yeah. Uh,
2: and that was when it was a handicap match: NWO versus Rock and Austin. So, sorry. Continue.
4: Anyways, yes, I remember he did pin Rock at one point. Yeah, um, the Rock comes out and he says, uh, "You and I, Hogan, we share a passion. These fans here all share the passion for WWE, and I want to thank you for that. You, Hogan, I want to thank all of them. They didn't call the audience, WWE Universe at the time, but more or less saying WWE Universe, Hogan. Thank you for the passion, your intensity, your love of pro wrestling." That 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 made uh, what really should have been a really mediocre match mm-hmm. a pretty memorable experience because uh, the enthusiasm of the crowd. And The Rock says, "I know you want your rematch. I will wrestle you anytime, any place." That it would, and to quote The Rock, it would be an honor. And then he calls out Hogan for still wearing the NWO gear after Hall and Nash beat him up at WrestleMania
2: 18. And he said, "Why don't you, in the way you know best, show them what you think of NWO now?" And Hogan, with that, you know, a little bit of peer pressure there. I think he looks cooler in the NWO gear, but uh, he took his he, point. He, he
4: ripped the shirt off. Yeah, he ripped the shirt he off. He should have done the double, the the, the uh, reverse reveal where he should have the Hulkamania
2: shirt underneath. He now he's Hulkamania. Yeah, that's that's what he claims now. Yeah, he's not NWO for life. There was some story I mean, in that he's, he's yeah. Hulk Hogan for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan for life is always before everything, dude. Yeah takes a definite precedent or a definite priority. Yeah. Uh, There is some story in the newsletter as well about uh, after Mania, uh, McMahon had Hogan immediately fly to Tampa to his residence to go get all of his baby face stuff. Oh, that's interesting. The red and yellow, all that stuff. Now, he didn't wear it to the Raw here. Yeah. Maybe it was the Raw after this one. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, uh, but yeah, he had Hogan go get a bunch of stuff because they were immediately going to – they didn't expect the turn to happen. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, at Mania, the Hall and Nash thing coming out – was an audible, yeah. That was an audible. That was in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so they realized what they had on their hands, and I guess maybe they're going to film some video stuff. Yeah, who knows. With some old you know stuff. The yeah. Things of, uh,
4: anyways, Hall and Nash come to the ramp, and Nash is just instantly super snarky and says, Hogan, you turned on us. Before we turned on you, well, this was this was less snark. This was from the heart.
2: This was, hey, we had a plan. We were going to do this. He
4: started out kind of snarky. Then he's talking about they they had a plan, a very good plan. We had a very good plan. They were going to take out Austin. Yeah, pick off the top stars. WB inject poison into the company. Yeah, by by uh, beating down top stars one by one. He said first it was Austin, and that was the plan until the Rock came along and challenged you to a match at Mania. And essentially, he said your ego took over Hogan mm-hmm. and diverted the plan that we had in place.
2: Doesn't even kayfabe? Doesn't Kevin Nash know Hulk Hogan? Doesn't he know that if 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 given even the the slightest opportunity, he will take the spotlight himself? Yeah, totally. Can't be surprised. Well, that's more by or, that. or
4: less, what he was alluding to here. Um, and then The Rock responds. He calls Nash Big Daddy bitch.
2: Yeah, Rock completely. Just buries Hall and Nash big time. Oh, yeah. And And Hall and Nash really don't have much chance to respond. No,
4: Rock challenges the NWO to a tag match against himself and Hogan. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Hogan says, like the Rock says, just bring it. Yeah. And
2: then Nash had a really terrible comeback about, say, Hogan, don't choke this one too. Hall got on the mic for a little bit. And then, of course, Rock went to the Chico stuff. Yeah. It was, just, it was just a burial of Hall Pretty and Nash. Pretty much. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Hall and Nash, they're like really good talkers. Yeah. And uh, and Nash's bit was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then Rock just peed all over it. I know. Which the crowd ate up. Yeah. But it really made Hall and Nash look weak. Like, they really bungled the entire NWO oh, thing. Yeah. And, you know, Hogan just ran away with it. I his. mean, if
4: Pritchard's be believed, they didn't really care about Hall and Nash. Creative didn't. Or Vince didn't.
2: Seemingly, Vince did. nobody wanted Hall. Even in the locker room, nobody wanted them there. Because they just ran roughshod politically before when they were there. Mm-hmm. And yet now Nash seems to be friends with everybody. I know. It's weird.
4: It's like no one holds that against him.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah.
4: It's weird. So maybe it was a situation where like backstage he was, you know, doing the political stuff. But at the same time, like he might have been like a really good dude.
2: Make, maybe they could separate the two. Yeah. You know? You know like, like one's just business. The other one, I mean, like personally, he seemed like a good guy. Maybe that's what people thought. So this episode of Raw, I was going through the newsletter uh, during the recap there. Uh, It earned a 5.28 rating. (laughs) That is a ton compared to what it is. So for context, these days, it's lucky if it gets a three. I forget. What's the difference between like the the five? So for example, 5.28 rating. What does that mean in terms of percentage? I think of households that are watching that show. Is that right? I think so. I don't know what that means in terms of how many millions of viewers. Hold on. Let
4: me see what raw actual ratings. Right now. Yeah. 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 Viewership.
2: Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, after that, while you look that up, there were very, very quick matches in this episode of raw. Mm-hmm. There were very extended promos and talking, yeah, not, not a lot a in lot terms of that. matches. Um, so the rating,
4: wow. For raw this week was point eight one. Oh my God. Really? Or else a demo rating. Oh, that's for the rating for 18 to 49-year-olds. So, hold on. It was with a a one. Really? Yeah. Is
2: that correct?
4: This is the latest numbers. That's from this week.
2: Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Raw rating, 318. No, wait. This is 325. No. Which one was this? 318. Oh, that one, yeah. 318. Uh, oh2 see if we get it there. Uh, tch, tch,
4: tch, tch. Now that we to break it up by the hour.
2: Raw TV rating. Um, after that we had, as we do our ratings research, uh, RVD, who was massively over. Yeah, I can't. I don't remember a time in the WWE when he wasn't in the WWE when he wasn't massively over. So there are the- a ton of.
4: Go ahead. Uh, this is all broken down by demographics. So who knows? Okay. On this,
2: well, look up, see what the millions of viewers were, what the act, what the mm-hmm. rating was for mm-hmm. them. Um, he was taking on Christian, who apparently was still. This was, I don't know how long he had the theme song where it was the opera. Awesome. Great. You love that. It's so good. It was the opera song where they said, "At
4: last, you're on your own." Oh, it's so good. It's the one we sing all the time for Matt Chat whenever Christian has a question. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, this is all ratings. Um, but, uh, he was still doing that. He was still sort of an edge of shadow where his edge had moved on to some Rob zombie music. They had broken up a year prior, back in 2001. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, this is a really quick match. It's yeah, like maybe a five minute match. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, Christian tries to just take the IC title after getting eaten a bunch of offense from RVD. Yeah. And then he starts to walk away. And then DDP wearing a DDP airbrush jacket and a Fozzie shirt. Yeah, man. That was I awful. had totally forgot that Fozzie had gone back that far. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, man, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I wonder what, like, if they've had much like turnover in their lineup because 20 years is a long time. I know
4: it is a long time.
2: Uh, so, anyways, uh, DDP uh, tosses Christian back into the ring. RVD hits just an amazing, immaculate five star frog splash. And, uh, and gets the win over, uh, over Christian. So he retains his IC championship. Which he had just
4: won the night mo- before from William Regal. Oh, I can't okay. find any information about as far as viewership numbers. Okay, all right. But ha- actually how many people were watching. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we had a brief match between Trish Stratus and Lita. A commentary saying that their feud, which would eventually uh, lead them to the main event episode of Raw, was mm-hmm. just kind of starting here. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, another short match. Uh, Lita reverses uh, stratisfaction, wins with a moonsault. Afterwards, Jazz runs in, start beating up on Lita. Trish tries to make the save. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ivory runs to the ring, she beats up on Trish. Yeah. Um, Jazz and Ivory kind of shake hands to end the segment. Yeah. There is partnership forged. Yeah. Uh,
2: I like this. I mean, so there was some messiness to this very, very quick match, but uh, it's, it's kind of hard to like. What happened in the ring was really cool. Like there was some good stuff going on and then the Jazz Ivory stuff, but then you have King just talking about puppies the entire time. Somebody really need to slap him and say, dude, we're moving, like we're sort of pivoting. Yeah. Like I know they still did a lot of this for like the next 10 years, but in this segment alone, they probably just have been, listen, this is gonna be a serious deal. Mm-hmm. This is some drama that we're trying to inject mm-hmm. here. Lay off the puppy stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. But nobody told him that. No. Uh, next, a riveting segment with Linda McMahon, her office, that we talked about a bit earlier. Was this
2: Linda McMahon, or is this a Linda McMahon cardboard cutout? I couldn't tell. Hard to tell. Couldn't
4: tell. Um, where she uses a bunch of business speak to announce the brand extension draft, mm-hmm. which at the time, uh, when you hadn't heard that phrase before, brand extension, um, you're like, what the hell? Are they having a new show? There's a new brand? <laughs> They probably had no idea that this the scro- means it- you're taking the old brand and making it larger.
2: <laughs> like, the crowd... Yeah, it didn't make any sense. The crowd, which was hot, you can hear the crowd, and then they're like... What? What?
4: What? What does that and mean? It wasn't like the Stone Cold what chance. It was like, legitimate what? I'm sorry. Explain to me, please. So she said that Ric Flair will be in control of Raw. Yes. Vince will be in control of SmackDown. Yes. Next week, there would be a draft. Yeah. Where superstars would be drafted to their brand and then work for that brand exclusively, except the men's and women's top champions, I believe she said, will be above brand. Uh huh. That only lasts for a little bit. Yeah. And that was that. And if that was her real office, she really needed to update it for
2: 2002. So, for some context here, the ratings are in. So, this is from 2000, and this is from when Trump was around uh, WWE. And it said, the rating's in Monday's commercial-free edition of Raw delivered an incredible 4.5 coverage household rating slash 7 share in 4.4 million households. households. 6.8 million total viewers. Okay. I don't know really how to...
4: <laughs> so, I think 6.8 would be comparable to what we hear about 2.6 million now for Raw. Okay. Total viewership.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah. That's with a 4.5 share. Okay
4: so viewership now is about a third of that yeah (laughs) so about a one makes sense yeah one and a half yeah that that makes sense Yeesh. that's quite a fall Yeesh. Uh, after that we had a vince promo where he starts off complaining about (laughs) the board kicking him off a raw
2: again another this was an excruciatingly long long. segment
4: so long um but he said i'm coming out here just to wish the crowd goodbye so they start singing na 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 hey hey goodbye and they start to talk a bunch of trash about Ric Flair. Yeah. Because Flair is the one taking control of Raw.
2: So I'm, they, they said that I I made Monday Night Raw. And now I'm not even going to be. Ah, Flair. Ah. Yeah. Anyways, of course, this brings Flair out to the ring. He's still hurting from his. He's got uh, a
4: couple on his match head. Match against this. Taker. Yeah, match against Undertaker, and Vince says, oh, look at you, you can't even get in the ring, you can't hold yourself steady, because Flair had his hand the rope. Your face looks like hamburger. Yeah, because of his match with Taker. Uh, Rick takes the mic from Vince, credits Vince for creating Raw, then says he used Raw to flaunt his, his monetary wealth, to shove Stephanie out on television, to uh, take advantage of all the, the superstars in the back of the locker room, uh, and, and including... The Kiss My Ass Club.
2: Yeah, and then the crowd starts chanting, you screwed Brett. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously, they're in Montreal. Site of the infamous. Was it the same arena? That same place? That I don't that uh, know. If it was a site Center or not. of the infamous uh, Montreal Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, Brett stuff. And, in fact, according to the newsletter also, uh, during commercial break, uh, Vince uh, started running down Brett Hart pretty hardcore. He's trying to get that heel heat before the get camera. Get that heat back going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vince says, "I'm going to prove my
4: my mental acumen is better by drafting a better team to SmackDown." He totally
2: did. He totally did too. If you take a look, oh yeah, WWF uh, brand draft 2002 results, lottery 2002 results. If you take a look, yeah, Vince did win that draft. Uh, it's not even. It's not even close. Like, so with the number one pick on SmackDown, he picked The Rock. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, Flair went with Undertaker then uh, McMahon for Smackdown went with Angle his next couple picks are listen to this lineup The Rock, Angle, Benoit, Hogan uh, 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 the tag team champions which were uh, uh, Billy and Chuck Mm -hmm. Uh, Edge, Rikishi they split up the Dudleys by taking he shouldn't have taken Devon that was a bad pick and then Mark Henry and then Maven which is not a great pick but convers- conversely, over on Raw, we have The Undertaker, the Hogan-less NWO, which was Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and Scott Hall. Not a good pick. Not a good pick. Not a good pick at all. He- then he took Kane. Not a good pick. No. Uh, then he took RVD, which is a really good pick. Great pick, pick yes. Uh, then he took Booker T. Good pick. Great pick. Uh, then he took Big Show. Mm-mm. Not a good pick. Uh, then he took Bubba Ray. Then he took Brock. Then, then he yeah. Then he took Brock, and then he took Regal. Then he took Alita, Bradshaw, splitting up the uh, the APA. The APA. Well, nobody took. Who took Ron Simmons?
4: And just when he was released. I guess, no, I that was two thousand
2: four. Farouk went to SmackDown. Oh, that's when they were. Go. That's when they were. Yeah, they were split up.
4: So, anyways, uh, Vince produces a coin and says, "Let's have the coin toss now." Rick says, "Sure." Vince tosses the coin. Vince wins,
2: um, and then, Vince wins. We don't actually see because he's like, "I got heads," and then they flip it, and the damn coin just goes the forever. scenic route. And then finally, it lands, and he says, "Heads," and then Flair st- puts his foot on the coin. Probably because it came up tails. Nobody can see it. Um,
4: and then Vince punches Flair, tries to do the Fargo strut. And that's the ugliest damn Fargo strut I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Rick gets up. He clocks Vince. Puts him in the figure four.
2: It's our friend. It's the ant. Oh. Hello, friend. Hello, friend.
4: Please be careful around here. You sure? He looked way larger when he's on the ceiling yesterday. Yeah, he did. Maybe it was a beetle on the ceiling. Like yesterday.
2: Super ants over here or something? Maybe, My goodness maybe. gracious.
4: Uh, next we had a tag match between Booker T or sorry, Booker T and Kurt Angle taking on Edge and Kane. Yeah. Um this was fun, again though, very short. Mm-hmm. Uh at one point Kane early on, sorry, Kane grabs angle for a choke slam. Booker T breaks it up. And then Angle and Booger hit Booger. Booker Booger. hits a double suplex on Kane. Edge hits a missile drop kick on Kurt. Booker breaks up the pin. This is probably the most exciting match of the whole show. It was. Uh, Kurt Angle puts the ankle lock on Edge. Kane comes over, breaks it up with choke slam. Um, towards finish, Edge dodges Booker T's kick, and then Booker nails Kurt with it instead. Edge hits a spear on Kurt. Kurt kicks out. I thought the match was over right then. I stopped paying attention for a second.
2: Well, yeah, also in that was sequence... like, two out of three falls or something? Also in that sequence, Booker T was in the way of Edge's spear, and he ducked out of the way, so Kurt ate it. Yeah. Booker T not quite on the same page with Kurt yeah. Angle as he was with Stevie back in the day. And
4: then Edge hits his finish back then, the execution on Kurt for
2: the win. Which is a glorious DDT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The spear was way cooler as a finisher.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm not...
2: That, no that good. huge.
4: I'm not that huge on the spear as a finish period. Edge did a decent though. It was alright, okay. I don't think the spear should be a finish.
2: What didn't Edge have like different finishes though? What was his finish back in the day? It wasn't Education, I don't think. It might have been. Really? Was it? It
4: might have been. He might have said DDT back in the first You think you know me days when he was at the brood. I don't know. Did they take away the whole I thought didn't they let's see here, Edge. Say Edge finished nineteen ninety eight or something like that
2: on this dude uh,
4: next we had a hardcore title match between the champion Maven they don't list finishers on there anymore
2: yeah, they don't. Why, why did they take that out that was great that's so weird
4: when Wikipedia used to list finishers maybe uh, uh, some other site that has that information mm-hmm. uh, hardcore champion downward spiral when was that like what year was that
2: 98 here we go hold on
4: that's just the spear is that just the
2: spear is that what he calls it
4: maybe we'll see what it is that was a DDT too
2: so no that wasn't a finish
4: Oh, oh, okay. It was an STO or a, a flatliner type deal. Okay. Uh, so uh, Maven versus Al Snow for the hardcore title. Uh, of course, weapons, garbage can lids and such. Al Snow starts destroying Maven's head with uh, a trash can lid. Hit him four times. Pretty pretty rough. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was rough. Spike Dudley runs in with a huge stop sign. and hits Al Snow with it. And then making his debut, Brock Lesnar... Uh, to the ring he lays out snow slams it through a garbage can an F5 for Maven Uh, Spike Dudley hops on the top rope with a stick of some sort uh, breaks it over Brock's head he no-sells it and absolutely destroys obliterates Spike with three power bombs
2: these were nasty they were Uh, his head looked bigger his traps looked bigger than they are now. Yeah, his, his traps, traps, traps were insane, were massive. Back his traps were absolutely insane. But like back his shoulders didn't seem as big as they are now. He's it's like he has broader shoulders or something. Maybe. His bucket head doesn't seem as big now as it did then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just had I don't know. I don't
4: know. I don't know either. Anyways, uh, Paul Heyman holds up Brock's hand in the middle of the ring. Quite a debut from Brock Lesnar. And
2: his path was very quick.
4: You know what? You, you know what? Maybe they could have done in hindsight. What? You want to give the fans a little more interesting finish to the main event? Have Brock get in there and lay everybody out. Whoa, that's an impact! Wow, that's because like idea. my question is, like this is a hardcore title match. That's twenty four seven defenses. Brock just laid out everybody. He could have put a f- foot on on Maven, any people, any of the people, uh, or else know and won himself the hardcore title in his first uh, his first uh, yeah.
2: night on Raw. I think his first big match was against like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. In a handicap match, yeah. Well, the tag match against it was Heyman and him against the Hardy Boys. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Okay, I remember that? Yeah, that could have been a big, big deal. And then he he went on to win the title at SummerSlam, I think. Yeah, that just year. four months right? later. Is that what it was? Four yeah. and a half
4: months later. Yeah. Uh, next is bit with uh, Matt Hardy and Lita. They're making out backstage. Nice. Up walks William Regal. You know, he says something about young love. Um, it's nice to see.
2: And then Matt's like, you're just mad because you're not getting any. Eh.
4: It's weird because Regal did not seem snarky about it. Nah, he seemed genuine.
2: Well, he probably does. He has a reputation that precedes himself. Maybe,
4: maybe. So anyways, Regal's like, well, you know.
2: The brand extension is coming up, son. They can, they can, they might, Mr. Flair might take you, Matt Hardy. And Mr. McMahon might want you, Lita. And Mr. McMahon also might want Jeff Hardy. Splitting up the Hardy boys and young love.
4: Yeah, and they got all sad.
2: Yeah, and they're like, wah, wah, he's right. That didn't happen, though. They all went together to yeah. Raw. Yeah. Idle oh, threat from
4: William Regal. Uh, next, we had <laughs> Dudley Boys taking on the tag team champions, Billy and Chuck. Um, pretty. This was a, like a two-minute match because towards the end, Stacy just gets in the ring and hits Billy Gunn with a title belt. Really they're, a they're
2: on the verge of, of setting up uh, Billy Gunn for a 3D her hitting her hitting him with the title belt really didn't accomplish much. Well, it accomplished them getting disqualified. Beyond them getting disqualified, yeah, exactly. The NWRF, Nick Patrick, calls for the bell right as Deadly's hit 3D.
4: That damn ref. Which would have won the titles.
2: So he calls for the bell, DQ, right as they're hitting 3D, and they would have had those titles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then they're, he's like, no, it's DQ. And then they turn on Stacy, and they're like, why did you just do that? And she's like, I'm your manager. It's sort of my job. And they're like, no. And then she starts to walk away, and then uh, Bubba Ray uh, grabs her arm. <laughs> uh, pulls her back in the ring. Don't you walk away from me. Uh,
4: like, hey. Cor- puts her in the corner. Yeah. And starts yelling at her. Yeah. Tells Devon to
2: get a table. Crowd goes wild for that.
4: And then uh, Bubba proceeds to jump off the second rope, powerbomb Stacy through the table. Ooh, that looked rough, too. Ouch!
2: But then they got theirs, because next week they were broken up.
4: Yeah. After they that, another extended uh, promo segment with Triple H. Boy, this was long. He was out there to celebrate his uh, undisputed. I keep wanting to say stupid now. Oh, yeah. <sighs> undisputed title victory. i convinced
2: rolled. that's why Triple H. I think Triple H really loves Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin is going to be running the company in 20 years.
4: Either Baron or Seth.
2: And Triple H is going to be like the Vince character. Mm-hmm. And then Baron. If you think Baron is like basically just Triple H from back in the day. Like, you know, nobody really likes him. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Triple H is like, hey, I'm undisputed, undisputed champion.
4: Yeah, you played the game and uh, World Wrestling Federation I'm that damn good. Here's footage of me pedigreeing Stephanie at WrestleMania 18,
2: and his face is all red, laughing at it. Oh yeah,
4: he's laughing. He thinks that's the best thing. Uh, the only time I ever see him laugh that hard on camera is when he, after the Katie Vick segment. Remember that? He thought that was the funniest damn thing. <laughs> he really
2: did. He was so delighted for people to watch that. Oh, man, they're going to be... Can you imagine there was Twitter back then? Oh, my God! Look at these
4: people. Anyway, Stephanie comes to the ramp. I forgot that she was using uh, uh, Triple H's previous theme, My Time.
2: I didn't remember that.
4: I had no idea that was the case. And Triple H is still laughing. He's just laughing at her. Uh, She says Jericho wants his rematch. He doesn't want to wait 90 days. He wants it right now, next week. Mm -hmm. And Triple H says, whoa, oh, Jericho sees that I'm wounded. I have a bad leg. So he wants to strike now, next week. Well, if Jericho really wanted to strike now while you're hurt, he would have challenged you right then and there. Yeah, probably. It not really make a whole lot of sense. So uh, uh, Triple H Wait says, a second.
2: Where's the bit where Jericho, did I? Oh, we skipped over that, where he beat up the dude backstage. Which some people in chat thought might have been Sylvan Sylvian, Sylvan Granier. Yeah. And it looked familiar, but yeah, I'm his not... his face too, did look familiar. I'm not too familiar with Sylvan Granier. i so sorry.
4: Yeah, what happened is Jericho showing up at the arena. Some dude backstage. He starts talking trash. And then Jericho beats the shit out of him.
2: Oh, my God. He destroys him. He's, like, throwing him into, like, lockers and Itch stuff in the right. wall. Kicking him.
4: He just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, that's great. So,
2: Triple H says, here's, the, here's what I propose.
4: Make that match a handicap match. Jericho and another superstar will challenge Triple H next week for the title. Uh... Uh, Steph's like, all right, cool. And then Hunter says, oh, the other wrestler's going to be you, Steph. And then if I win, you have to leave WWF
2: forever. Yeah, we just described that uh, in about six minutes. Yeah, then
4: Steph goes on and on and on and it on It took and on.
2: them forever, and they just started, kept on repeating the same thing over and over again.
4: Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. By the end of it, Steph says, all right, cool, next week. Yeah. That'll happen.
2: I'm going to send you out of WWF. He, get, he got a real kick out of saying World Wrestling Federation over and over again. Yeah. Nobody ever calls it World Wrestling Entertainment these days. No, because it sounds lame. I'm going to kick you out of World Wrestling Entertainment forever. No, because it sounds lame. Yeah, it sounds it terrible. <laughs> it sounds stupid.
4: And then our main event, Hall and Nash taking on Hollywood Hogan and The Rock. Pretty short match. Kevin Nash gets his six moves of doom in. Didn't see a hair flip. Though hey, listen to this. That's funny.
2: Sorry, I'm on the newsletter from back then. And uh, this is in other news. All right. From Puerto Rico, Carly and Eddie Colon won the WWC tag titles on their big show of the week on 316 in Caguas. Caguas. It was, was, uh, uh, what's his face? Isn't that uh, Carlito? Oh, yeah. Carly Colon. Eddie Colon might be
4: Primo Repico. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Maybe. They're not that old. I don't know. Carlito is. Yeah. I don't think those guys are.
4: Oh, one of them, One of the one of the uh, the Colognes is is Carlito's brother, and the other one's a cousin, right?
2: Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, uh, Eddie Colon is. Uh, you're right, Primo. Primo.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect
3: with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
2: 36 yeah he's that old yeah wow, interesting stuff yeah i love those old newsletters oh they're great they just they're there's, great. there's a whole giant section about ovw and it's like apparently david flair and john cena's prototype had a feud batista as leviathan was going around just killing people beating everybody uh nick dinsmore was there at the time eugene uh, Shelton Benjamin was there, and Jim Cornette is heavily involved in all, yeah, yeah. In all of it. It's oh, he great. was handling creative there. Mm-hmm, yeah.
4: Um, so the main event, NWO versus Hogan Rock. Um, like at one point, Rock hit to rock bottom on Nash after
2: Nash had like, punched him twice, and the Rock was acting like he couldn't do anything. This was great because, for one thing, on the network, they don't have the license to use Voodoo Child from Jimi Hendrix, which was Hogan's, theme yeah his custom theme and so jim johnson apparently had to whip up an nwo nwo theme for hogan Mm -hmm. and it just sounds like kind of not really like
4: 85 voodoo chow.
2: yeah right uh which is on the network uh but no i distinctly remember i don't that was never a thing back then it's kind of like in wcw if you watch the episodes of nitro with jericho they have break the walls down as his theme. Oh, yeah. Instead of even whipping up like an NWO version of this his old funny. theme. Did they replace DDP's theme that sounded exactly like Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yeah, they replaced that with, with a, his Pi
4: WB theme, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think they replaced Ravens also because it wasn't Ravens. Pretty much even flow. Yeah.
4: So, uh, and then uh, Hogan eventually hits a leg drop on Scott Hall. Kind of like a weird, awkward leg drop where...
2: It was the wrong leg.
4: It was the right leg. That's why he hit it that way but uh, Hall uh, uh, Hall was positioned weird.
2: Well, he hit it with both legs.
4: I know, because he, he always yeah. hits it with the right leg, but since he was... Pinning, I, I, meant, I meant the
2: incorrect leg.
4: Yeah, leg. he should hit with the left leg, so that leg falls across the top of his body, the other leg. Right, exactly, is, is above yes. the head. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah.
4: But that, but no, I guess he only does it with the right leg.
2: Maybe he thought two legs would be better than one.
4: Maybe. And then Nash pulls Hall out of the ring to break up the pin, and then NWO just linger at the foot of the ramp, and like, all right, let's lose by count now. That's how this Raw ends.
2: It's like, dude. With c- a whimper. The NWO is already buried at this point. Yeah. I know they kept on going like, didn't Shawn Michaels come back? But his return was with the NWO. And Booker T was in the NWO. Booker T,
4: Big, Big Show, Show, and
2: X-Pac. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was we really just bad. to let it go.
4: I thought there was money with the NWO. That was proved wrong back in like
2: 1999. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that was
4: the raw. So that was it. That was the end. Imagine if it. Lesnar
2: come out at the end and laid everybody out. That'd have been huge. That'd have been big impact. Yeah. With his giant bucket head. Mhm. Purple reddish weird mm-hmm. giant Brock Lesnar head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, the 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 next week the the brand extension draft lottery. Yes,
4: again, Linda McMahon was hosting it from Draft Central it looked like.
2: Yeah, so at, at, at be Studios. The next episode auto played And it just kicks off with Linda McMahon in her office. No, it's like a studio, studio, and then there. So, but she's not even there. Like they're watching it on TV. The entire roster, including Hogan and Rock, green room. Yeah, no Austin. No, I love Austin. Threw a, a a fit, stayed home, and then the following week, I think they were doing a whole story where Ric Flair wanted to make sure he got the services of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So like he pitches a fit and they make him out to be a big bigger deal than you know than anybody else because mm-hmm. the Rock was in the draft everybody's in the draft yeah but Austin stayed home and no he you have to vie for his services now yeah that was good stuff anyways yeah uh, let us know what you guys thought about this Raw after Mania in the comments yes and until next time we'll talk to you guys later goodbye.